This is OTB AM. PJ's Kenny, is it? Pretty much. Pretty much, Adrian. <laughs> Weekdays from 7.30 AM on the OTB Sports app. The OTB Podcast Network. I'm a very confident front runner. I've carried for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. Um, how are we going to count all the shots? Do you, I, I can't keep track. I don't think he's pleased. Of course you would. That's a, that's a particularly stupid question. It's the Irish Open. Of course you want to play at the weekend. What's in the air, you ask? It's the Masters. That is what is in the air. Fionn Davenport, hello. Hey, Joe. Spawell Supremo himself. Peter Laurie, hello to you. Hello, Joe. The Masters, Nathan. I said the Masters in the air. I am pumped. I cannot wait for next Monday morning. We'll turn on Sky Sports and there will be Sky Sports Masters and it will just be wall-to-wall nostalgia and then live on the range as I analyse minute by minute, hour by hour, just what Pete Cowan is saying to Rory McIlroy. <laughs> At some stage during that, I will question my life, obviously, and what exactly I'm doing with it. But listen, for next week, I think we can all enjoy as I look back in my life, I don't regret a single minute watching the Masters. That much I can say for sure. Uh, to that effect, the plan for next week is as follows. We, on Tuesday, are having an emergency Masters Week podcast, kicking off the week with Paul McGinley on Tuesday. Uh, questions on Discord, please. On Wednesday, then, we'll have a preview podcast, uh, the Fab Four. That's us, by the way, before you ask, uh, previewing the Masters. Then on Sunday, we'll have a watch-along we're uh, at most recent check, and obviously this is slightly subject to change, but the coverage on Sky starts at seven. So we're thinking uh, we might start maybe around half six or so, but keep an eye on the Twitter feed and Discord and everything else, and we'll let you know. So that'll be a watch along. Some special guests hopefully yeah, dropping in for maybe like an hour of just chewing the fat, reflecting on the three, four days thus far, all of that kind of stuff. And then Monday by lunchtime, review pod will be up. So that is the plan for you. Yeah. Sounds good. I, uh, I, best memory I've had, I was thinking about this in terms of golf, was sitting down to watch all of the 1999 Open Championship where I, the play started, whatever it was, eight in the morning. Sat down, my friend Brendan called over, tea, toast, and we sat there till seven o'clock in the evening, nice. all four days, and ne'er a bother on us. Amazing. Mm. So, you know, watching a bit of Masters coverage for half a day over four days, that ain't no thing, as they say. It certainly beats what I've been watching over the last year, <laughs> to be honest. I, I'm going to miss the par three competition. It's part of what brings me to my happy place. Yeah. Like, really? You mentioned that when we you know, spoke to David Livingston, there's things that just happen and you go, ah, now I'm relaxed. And Wednesday evening, sitting down, reading all the interviews that have been done, looking back in the press conferences, everybody happy with life, the sun shining, all the kids are there, you feel, yeah, this is going to be a, a great week. Mm-hmm. Whereas all these things that you just need to tick through the year, some of them just aren't there, but at least, hey, you have the golf. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Discord friends, we've got a lot more people with red names by their name now. There are still a few uh, stragglers. Uh, this should have happened automatically is the point, but there's been a few uh, issues here and there. So basically send us a DM on uh, Patreon. Patreon, damn it, every time. When you're unsure of the pronunciation of something, it just messes you up for life. 
Patreon. I still think it should be Patreon looking at the spelling of it, but we'll go with Patreon. Anyway, DM us there. Tell us your Discord username and we'll assign you as a friend of the pod. We're going to be turning Discord private increasingly bar one channel. So effectively, you want to get that done for uh, Master's time. We Don't have DM me. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Lots, have you had lots of people DMing you? I've had <laughs> lots of people DMing me and there's literally nothing I can do. I got back to most of them saying, Annoyenda. But yeah. I, I do not have it in my capability to turn you red. That's not true. You can get him at Nathan Murph. If you DM oh, him, no. he will also sort that out for you. Uh, the <laughs> ANA Inspiration First Major of the Year is on. The Valero Texas Open is on. Uh, we should start. And Tiger Woods, news on his car crash sort of as well. A few different bits knocking around. Uh, we should start with the match play. Billy Horschel, WGC match play champion. I think uh, this is why, Fionn, the match play isn't a major. It's because for every Victor Dubuisson epic, there is Billy Horschel versus Scotty Scheffler with the third, fourth place playoff of Matt Kuchar against uh, Victor Perez. It's fair to say this tournament doesn't exactly build to a climax a lot. No, it didn't. And uh, I think I put it on Discord on the Saturday evening. I was like, well, this is a ratings murderer anyway. And I imagine that the PGA and the world match play people were like pulling out their hair. going, oh, we have no marquee names. And that's with no disrespect to Billy Horschel, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Perez, or whoever the, oh, Gooch. Um, and uh, yeah, but it was. And even in spite of the fact that um, Billy Horschel is a really tough opponent, to play against, um, for instance, because he never stops talking. So it reminds me a little bit of Jack Nicholas, who was asked years ago, who was the toughest opponent he ever played in Matley. Oh, it was Trino because Lee Trino never shut up. Mm. So he would just constantly be kind of saying stuff and trying to get under Nicholas's skin, apparently quite effectively. And so it was, I'm not saying Sheffield lost because Billy Horschel got under his skin, but I imagine that Horschel constant talk didn't help. But it didn't make for a great spectacle. I have to say, I was once, once Sergio lost, uh, I got bored. Right. How's that? I really like Billy Horschel. He's got nothing to say about him. I like him too, but you know. No, it's a spectacle that suffered. And if Monty's upset, I'm upset. That's one of my goals <laughs> in life. Well, the slow play killed Monty, wasn't it? So, is I it? Mean, is it? actually slower or does it just feel slow because they're not able to flick from one shot to another to another so actually yeah. you're just standing there sitting waiting please hit the goddamn ball that's an interesting question isn't it i think it highlights probably how slow they are all the mm. time and we have no escape yeah now the second semi-final between scheffler and kuchar went four hours and eight minutes now for Two-person match play. Four hours, eight minutes. That is horrendous when they're conceding putts and stuff. Yeah, so the what Monty uh, form of play. Yeah, well, Monty tweeted, pace of play, ridiculous. No one in front of them. Green reading books, lining up putts in the ball. Really annoying me. Match play is the fastest form of golf. Something has to be done. And then he went on again. All four have their yardage books out. They've played the hole with practice nine times this week. They're stood there for two minutes doing nothing. Slow play needs to be penalized, said uh, Monty. Horschel apologized, which was... That kind of interesting. He was saying he's feeling very uncomfortable at the moment, so it's taken him a bit longer. And he did hit a few howlers, um, so maybe his game wasn't all there, which is maybe to his credit that he won. I don't know, Peter, did this strike you as, um, given that you've been out there and shared money around with a slow player, were they especially slow, or, or is it more Nathan's point that really 
because there are no other matches to cut to, we're just having to endure the full reality of what goes on every week. Uh, to be honest with you, I think they were exceptionally slow um, and they had no fear whatsoever of being penalized for it. While on a weekly basis, there is a fear in the back of your mind where you could be on the clock. But none of these guys were even close to being on the clock. Um, and they should have been. And I would agree with Monty there that, like, why aren't they ready to play? They've played the hole so many times. Like, just get up and hit it. Um, but there again, you have to say to yourself, look at the amount of money they're playing for. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's probably one of the reasons that they're so slow, that any mistake that they make could be exceptionally costly. In defense of my boy, Billy, he did say the majority of the time when it was my turn, I was ready to hit, but my pre-shot routine uh, was longer than it normally is. I've been working on some stuff. I was uncomfortable with the feeling I had over the golf ball. So I had to back off a couple of times. I apologize it took so long. I'm really not a slow player. I read what Colin Montgomery was saying about all the guys having yardage books and using green books to line up putts. I don't carry a yardage book and I haven't for four years and I've never used a green book to line up my putts. So Mm. that was Billy's take. Daniel Zaki. He wrote a piece in the Telegraph about slow play and particularly the use of yardage books. And he kind of includes a quote. I don't know. I'm sure you might remember this. Phil Mickelson in 2019 is the green books. um, Where is it? They allow me to do 80% of my read before I even get to the green. For anyone to say that they slow play up is flat out idiotic. Now, even a cursory glance at a golf tournament will show that two things. One, Phil's wrong. They actually do slow up play. And two is that though Mickelson may do a lot of the studying of the green book on his way up to the green, that is not the norm in golf. They wait until they're on the green, then out comes the green book and they're looking at the undulations. And they're looking at each and every little piece of information and it absolutely adds time. Um, and then you add like Bryson's vector putting style and all the rest of that. And if Bryson is being particularly successful and as we've established over the last few weeks, golfers being slightly sheep-like in their pursuit of excellence. Um, and so they will be not put off by Bryson's methodical analysis of the green, but will certainly be inspired by it. So hmm. the problem is there. You know, what's interesting. So who's the last person you remember getting a fine for slow play? For me, it's Tian Langwan. I was going to say. No, Lee the, the, the little lad. The 14-year-old at the Masters, they were yeah. like, you're you, going to be our you're the one. kiddo. You're yeah. the one. You're the so, canary in the coal mine. So step forward. What was happening with Horschel, everybody uh, asked uh, Sunday, step forward, LPGA rookie, and it's always going to be a rookie, Yelami Noah. So she was pay- playing at the Kia Classic, and she was fined $10,000, 19 years old, was fined $10,000 in her third round for slow play. She got two bad times in her third round, and... She made, finishing uh, tied 61st, she made $4,247. She got fined $10,000. And do you know what she said? The legend that she is, I can't appeal. It was obviously my fault. It's like, what? That's not meant to happen in public life now. You're meant to, <laughs> you're meant to appeal. It's not your, it is, it's, of course it's not the your fault. The clock was wrong. Yeah. Uh, so they put out a fine on the LPGA, $10,000 for somebody who made 4000 That's the equivalent of fining Billy Horschel about $4 million. Mm. Like slow play is clearly not subjective because there are timers and there are limits. But I do still feel because it was Billy Horschel and Scotty Scheffler 
that it made it a whole lot worse. <laughs> if this was Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy, I'm saying yeah. take all the time in the world, lads. I want to savor this. I want to hear every conversation you have with your caddy. Yeah, You're switching this on for 45 minutes. Not much is happening. They're strolling along. Nobody's in any rush. Uh, and clearly they don't feel in a rush. Clearly it hasn't got across to the players in any way that this is a TV product. That at some stage, maybe the TV companies are going to say us running over schedule is now unacceptable. Mm. And there's going to be some sort of a financial hit for that. If you can't get your tournament finished when we want it to be finished. But right now the players aren't under any pressure, so they're not going to get fined. They're not going to get a slap on the wrists. And while on rounds one and two of the tournaments, clearly they should be clamping down. It's very hard to criticize players when you are playing for that amount of money. Mm. I don't believe Horschel has won the FedEx cup. And I know all these players are wealthy individuals now, but to win a world golf championship and all the ramifications, what it means for their career for the next two, three, five years with exemptions, you can't blame them if you're allowed to take your time in taking your time. If it feels that benefits their game, why wouldn't you drag the arse out of it? Mm, But normally the TV company does put pressure on the referees and on the tour. Um, I know it's happened loads of times on the European tour, where the referees would be out and say, we have to be finished by a certain time, hurry the you-know-what up, mm. you know? But that didn't seem to be the case on Sunday night anyway, that's for sure. And also the ratings were actually surprisingly good. I had a look, whatever the Nielsen, 1.6. Um, now, not quite the 2019 ratings because Tiger Woods was involved in the latter stages, but um, but much, much better than had been perhaps predicted. So. You check the ratings more than the TV producers. <laughs> I like, I think the ratings are a good gauge. Ultimately, it's the, it's, it's, I'm, I'm always curious as to what are the forces that propel change? And obviously, fairness isn't one of them. Um, you know, the right thing to do. It, it, all of these things are too vague and abstract to be proper kind of pressure forces to, to force anything to happen. Ratings is one of those things that because ratings is connected to money, it's connected to advertising revenue. And so, yeah, I think that's why I look at the ratings because I'm always keen as to, you know, I don't mean ratings specifically for one tournament alone, but if you watch like the pattern of ratings over the course of a season, mm. you, you really get to understand, I think, um, or the only thing that the, the PGA officials really understand. And then you have to measure the power of money from revenue against the power of the players, because the PGA, I know we've said it a million times, but the PGA is unlike any other sporting professional sporting organization in that there is no central authority. It's the players ultimately who leverage most of the power. If you're Can you, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll just go, you go again. Again. Yeah. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, that's where we're going to have to say uh, farewell, unfortunately. Uh, do come join us. Obviously, Masters next week. We have a great week planned. otbsports.com forward slash Golf Weekly has all the information or you can go on to patreon.com and search for Golf Weekly and sign up there. Three ninety nine per month plus VAT. Uh, loads of good stuff. Guaranteed podcasts, uh, especially around uh, major weeks as is next week and beyond. So uh, come find us there. Breaking uh, news, Joe. Yeah. Breaking news friend of the pod, VIP friend of the pod, is going to join us for our watch along. Yeah. Connor Moore has just been in touch. Nice. He said, nice. I'm all over that. Nice. So this is oh, an off the record. We should have announced that this before. Is an off the, this is an off the record watch along. 
So, you know, he can say whatever the hell he wants. Brilliant. Whoever is playing a shot at that moment, he has to impersonate. I think that's, there's there's 10 minutes in that. There's 10 minutes in that. (laughs) Give us the inner monologue of this person about to hit that shot. So uh, otbsports.com forward slash golf weekly. That's where you can come and get involved in stuff like that. So we'll uh, say goodbye for now. Oh,